The following presentation was recorded at the Buddhist Society of Victoria, Malvern East, Australia. Please visit our website at bsv.net.au. It's a very nice and very smooth introduction to everything that needs to be done. Uh, we, everything seems to be working well tonight, so we're, uh, I'm, I'm quite fortunate that I just get to sit here and, and speak into a microphone and, and the, the technical team is, is working behind the scenes to do so many things to uh, enable you to, to uh, gather together and listen to, the, listen to the, um, uh, some sort of teachings tonight and do the guided meditation, so that's, that's very good. Um, so maybe without further ado it seems like we have most most people here now so uh, again if you uh, have any questions you're more than welcome to type them into the chat anytime that you like um, or yeah jump on the zoom and we can you can actually ask me the questions after the session just for anybody that maybe maybe new tonight we we sit for about we sit for about anywhere between 45 to 50 minutes depending on my level of mindfulness and, and time, time <laughs> how much I watch the time. Uh, so yeah, we usually sit for about 45 minutes to anywhere up to an hour, and then I give a short question and answer, uh, answers to, que to questions after that. Um, if you maybe find the time a little bit long, that's okay, don't worry, just uh, just uh, try to, try to uh, be patient with it. Sometimes the mind will wander off um, during the course of, of 40 minutes to an hour, um, it's just natural that it will wander off you. Natural that you might feel a little bit a little bit bored, but um, yeah, just just bear with it, kind of thing. It's a it's a uh, one thing about meditation. It is a training. It's something that we have to try to improve on a little bit every time that we do it. So, but yeah, if you do find if you do find that um, it's a little bit long, it's fine. You can just sort of. Um, have a bit of a relaxed kind of thing. So yeah. So without further ado, we might actually start the meditation then. So find yourself a comfortable position, whether it's on the floor or on a chair or on a couch somewhere. And again, it doesn't really matter the actual posture that you're in. All that really matters is that you try to keep the back nice and straight. And before you start, just make the determination and make the strong intention that for these next few minutes, this is a precious time for you. And thoughts about the past or the future or plans that you may need to do this evening or tomorrow. And just put those down for now. This is a time to really try to work on ourselves and work on the quality of our mind. This is the most important thing we can do and this will be the thing that determines how happy we are and contented we are in life. So just allow yourself this time 
is to work on improving the quality of the mind. Any devices that you don't need, and just put them away or turn the notifications off. Now just bring your awareness to the feeling of your body sitting here. The weight of your body against the chair. The different sensations that are coursing throughout the body. Feeling of your hands touching together. Just try to anchor yourself in exactly what it is that you're doing now, which is simply sitting, simply experiencing. Noticing the sensations just the way they are. You can also be aware of any sounds that might be in the room or the sound of my voice. Just spend the next few moments anchoring yourself in your present experience, whatever it is. Try not to label it as either good or bad. Just seeing your experience for what it is.
notice the constant changing hum of everything that you experience. sensations coursing through the body, vibrating in a, in a flow, in an ebb. All the small adjustments that your body makes as it settles in the slight movements. And this buzz of the world outside the different sounds in the room. The temperature in the room that's impinging on you. Try to continue to notice this constant, ever-changing, impermanent, movement of experience. And just sit back and observe it. You don't have to go out towards it. Sit back and observe, just like you're sitting on the shore of the beach and you're watching the waves roll in and out and the clouds move across the sky. Just stay in this place of stillness and observe this ever-changing flow and movement.
Now start to notice the movement of the breath. How it moves throughout your body. And with each in-breath and out-breath, the body shifts and moves and expands and contracts. Your abdomen, your chest, your back, your shoulders, even your face. Feel your arms move with the movement of the breath. Just try to keep your awareness very broad throughout the whole sphere of the body and notice how the breath moves throughout it. Again, you don't have to focus down on it, but just remain open and aware. And just watch the experience and allow the breath to follow its natural course and the body to move in accordance with that. Just merely watch this process.
just like when you're scanning your body and observing the sensations. If you move your awareness from the top of your head down through the different body parts and you notice the different sensations there, try to do this but instead of just noticing the overt physical sensations, Try to pinpoint different areas in your body and see if you can feel the breath in those areas. Some places it might be easier to do, to do this. Other places may require you to focus more, pay closer attention. But see if you can systematically move your attention throughout the body and notice the breath at different points from the top of your head down to the bottom of your feet and back up again.
in the last few minutes of the meditation, just try to bring to mind some some sort of issue or problem that you may have had in the not too distant past. It doesn't have to be a huge life-altering issue. You may have had a small disagreement with someone or a challenge trying to finish something off. But just try to think back to a problem that you may have encountered that was that did pose some difficulty for you. And now try to think of someone who came and helped you with that difficulty. Maybe they helped you with a task or was just simply there to listen to you as you aired your grievances. Might have been a friend, might have been a family member, or could have even been a stranger. But somebody that helped you in some way, somebody that gave up their time, gave up their energy to help you to help get you through a difficulty. Try to bring this person to mind and the kindness and the goodness that they showed towards you and how much they actually did help you try to recollect how much more difficult it would have been without them there. And see if you can really bring up and blossom this feeling of gratitude towards this person. This person that gave something of their life just to help you, be it time or energy. But they did it to see you through some kind of difficulty. In your mind, You can say a deep thank you to this person. Even though sometimes we can't express this so well in words. In our mind, we can express our thanks to them.
try to also bring up a feeling of reciprocity and wanting to pay them back for their kindness. this unselfish concern and care for also their welfare. And try to make the determination that if you get the chance to repay them, you'll gladly do it. because of the gratitude that you feel for them helping you in this big or small way. Now try to bring to mind somebody that has been very important and instrumental in your life. Might be a parent, might be a partner, might be a child, might be a good friend. But somebody that's been very formative in your life and that has been through there, been there through many different ups and downs you may have had in your life. And try to, again, to think of a time when this important person in your life, when they, when they helped you in some way, Could have been something big that may have nursed you through some sickness or been there when you went through a tragedy. Or was simply there every day to brighten your spirits. Try to think of all the good that this person has brought into your life. And that even though there also may have been some difficulties with this person, we can just put those aside for the time being and really recollect some of the good things bring to mind those specific instances where they did give up so much of themselves to help you. And let this feeling of gratitude swell up from within.
think how fortunate you are that you have this person in your life. Think of the difficulties you would have had without them. Just think that you wouldn't be the person that you are without them. Try to feel this deep sense of gratitude for this goodness that they've brought into your life. This help, this assistance, this love, this care that this person has given to you. And again, in your mind, you can express your gratitude by saying a deep thank you to them. Express how much you care for them or you love them. Express to them how lucky you are that you have them in your life. And again, try to bring up this feeling of reciprocity as well. And make the determination that if in some way that you can help them and care for them and repay this debt of gratitude that you have to them, that you'll take the first opportunity to do that. And finally, try to bring to mind something more abstract, like a difficult situation that you went through, a difficult period in your life, a difficult challenge. It may have been a sickness or an ending of a relationship or something that brought you some kind of great suffering. But make it something that is 
that you've gone through and that's over now. And as you think of this challenging situation that you had, try to think of some aspect of it that you grew from, that you learned from, that changed you into a better person. Think of some part of this difficult situation that made you more resilient. That made you stronger in some way. That enabled you to appreciate something more about life. just like the person that helped you or this loved one that you had try to feel grateful to these aspects of this situation or problem that you had that helped you in some way to grow into into the person you are now Try to have this feeling of gratitude towards this situation that taught you something about the truth of Dukkha. Even though it was difficult, try to feel this gratitude and you had this opportunity to pass through it and to grow and to learn and to understand from it. And again, make the determination, bring up this feeling of reciprocity. That if you see anybody else in this situation, that in some way you'll do everything that you can to help them. And again, in your mind, in your heart, just say thank you. Thank you for having this experience. Thank you for teaching me.
Thank you very much, Ajahn, for that guided meditation and gratitude practice as well. At the end, like a bonus. <laughs> we have people um, joining us on YouTube and also in the Zoom session. If you are in Zoom, um, we invite you to turn your camera on so Ajahn can uh, can see you there, that uh, you've, you've joined him for tonight's session. Uh, thank you for those of you who have joined us on Zoom. It's, it's great to see you there. Um, we ha don't have any questions on YouTube at this point. If you do have one and you would like to ask Ajahn a question about tonight's practice or about some other aspect of the practice, uh, you can type your question into the live chat. If you are in Zoom, you're welcome to click on the raise hand button and uh, ask a question. Uh, if you're all feeling very peaceful, we can also just sit quietly and enjoy the stillness of our minds. I, I, I usually end the, like the meditation off with like something very calming and peaceful kind of thing. I, I should start ending the meditation off with like more like active thinking kind of thing. They get people thinking, oh, okay, that's a question I can ask. <laughs> Remind them of the problems in their lives. Yeah. And have lots of questions all of a sudden. While we're waiting for any questions, Ajahn, mm. um, could I invite you just to talk a little bit about the at the end, you asked us to think of different people in our lives mm. Mm. and express gratitude or feel gratitude towards them. But you yep. also took it further and um, invited us to think about gratitude for a situation or mm. just events in our lives, which mm. is not something that I think we often do. Mm. Um, express gratitude towards something that's not a person. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's something that could be useful as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, because. Um you know, you think of you think of many of the things in your life um, that have you know provided you with some of the most like I would just say paradigm shifting experiences and these kinds of things that you know that really have sort of shaped your life and they could be you know problematic or anything like that. And these are the things that have really shaped you into the person the person that you are now. And, you know, you see, say, for example, people that have gone through a, like a, like some kind of serious sickness or something like that. They all, many of them say this was, you know, this was the most difficult experience of my life, but it was also the most greatest experience of my life as well, because it offered me, it offered me this kind of teaching and this way of understanding something a little bit more deeper about life. So, so it's. It is. I, I think. I think it is good to sort of remind yourself to be grateful for some of those, those more abstract kind of situations that, uh, while they do seem difficult, actually do offer you the greatest gift, and that greatest gift is actually showing you dukkha, as well, showing you the first noble truth. You know, when things are, you know, peaceful and great and happy and, you know, everything's working out well, it's like you don't really get the chance to actually uh, consider dukkha or even to, to know dukkha. It might be something that's in the back of your mind and you think, oh, yeah, dukkha's there. Dukkha's the first noble truth. But when you first, when you actually do come in contact with it, that's when you start to really 
understand it a lot more. And so that's something to be very, very, I, I, for, for me, I really think that's something to be very, very grateful for that, you know, you really do have access to, to, to the first noble truth. Um, and that's something that you should be very, very grateful for. You know, if not, you, you, you probably wouldn't be, you know, practicing these teachings. So, so yeah, I, I think it's, it's, you know, we can have gratitude for many different things. We obviously, yeah, we can have gratitude for people, but we can have, you know, gratitude for difficult situations that we've had. We can have gratitude for, you know, also the, you know, opportunity that we might have had as well. Some kind of, you know, some just twist of fate of, or karma just has come along and all of a sudden you've been given this great opportunity. You can just feel grateful for that opportunity um, as well or, or, you know, some, you know, random book that you picked up and you it, it, it taught you something awesome and you think oh that, uh, you can be you can be grateful for these more abstract things as well and I think if you can do that that's when you start to um, you start to see more things in life that you can be grateful for if you just keep it to people all the time it's like oh, okay I'm grateful to my mom and I'm grateful to my you know grateful to my dad and my family and oh, these friends but and you know you you run out of those after a while like <laughs> you see them all and they start to annoy you again and it's like oh, I'm not grateful for them anymore so if you can think a think of a little bit more broadly to a lot of the situations as well I've personally I find that helps a lot thank you Ajahn and that has given time for a couple of questions to come from yep. the YouTube audience. Yep. I'm, I can't see any hands up in, yep. in Zoom at this point. So we'll go to those questions. The first one is, we react to the same situation in different ways at different times. Mm. Are there any tips to be able to react the right way more often? Mm. It can be a hard one because you know, there's there's so many times where we where we like we build a habit and we just we continually react the wrong way to things as well. So you know, uh, an example of something like that of like uh, I feel you know I feel yeah I feel bored or something. So I'm gonna like play with my phone or something. So we just continue to react in the in the wrong kind of ways but you know obviously you know there's times where you do act in the right kind of way and maybe you know i'm uh, I, i'm my 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 guess from your question is you know, sometimes we act in the right way to a situation and sometimes we act in the wrong way to a situation so how do we make sure we react in the right way more often that's just what i'm extrapolating from the question um and this is where actually this is where having this faculty of 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 sati come comes in of mindfulness comes in but potentially you know not mindfulness as we we are more you're generally prone to think of it of as of mindfulness of being mindful of the present moment or whatever it is but mindfulness in the other kind of meaning of it of having some being able to recollect causes and conditions as well being able to recollect different different aspects of your life and things that, that actually happen so we can see and we can remember 
something that happened at one time and you did respond in a better way. And so you're, you're very aware of that whole process and you can remember that process a lot better. And you can remember what was leading up to the point that made you respond in a better way. What were some of the antecedents to that, to that situation that, that caused you to, to, to react a lot better to it? How did you, you know, when you did actually respond to it, better how did you actually respond to it better and what was what was it like afterwards what was the benefit like afterwards so if you have mindfulness in that term of recollecting um then this is a good way for us to to think about the the kinds of you could say like the wins that you've had in life and then you can remember more of the more of the processes that went into that and then when you start to see the the antecedents, the things that are leading up to it, you can see that you're approaching this kind of this uh, issue that you've had before. And so if you can see some of the triggers that are there, you can think, okay, well, that's how I started to respond before when I acted well before. So an example of that, like, as I said, like with the phone, uh, just say you, you know, you... You know, generally, you, you start to feel bored, you still feel restless, you feel a little bit agitated kind of thing. And then you just notice that kind of you know, knee-jerk reaction of, oh, okay, let's play with the phone, let's pull it out kind of thing. But then maybe, maybe, and then you do that and you end up at like two o'clock in the morning, like scrolling through random YouTube videos or something, I don't know. But, um, and yeah, that's the, that's, the, that's, the, that's the one you want to get rid of. But you can also you've maybe one time you've had a bit of mindfulness there mindfulness again in this term of recollecting and you you can just sort of recollect a time when you had a win there it's like okay well i okay so what was what led to me wanting to play with my phone okay i felt bored i felt restless i felt agitated and so the next time you feel bored restless agitated you can you can know okay this is usually the trigger that causes me to grab my phone okay let's just not follow that so if you can see the things that are leading up to this uh, this actual event that you want to change, then you can be be more mindful of them in terms of recollecting that, but then mindful of it again when it comes up again and actually being mindful of the present situation of what you're going through. And then you can try to react in more in, long, uh, in lines with what you, what you did the first time, whether you actually... Uh, sort of uh things worked out well for you so hopefully hopefully that answers the question and helps yeah thank you rajan and the next question is what are skillful approaches to being at peace with loss of functioning due to aging and illness thank you Could, sorry can you repeat that again yeah sure the question is what are skillful approaches yep to being at peace with loss of functioning right. yeah. due to aging and illness. Yeah, yeah. You know, the big one is... The big one is acceptance. Um, uh, being at peace with something, um, that, I, if I th that takes time, I think. Be, to be really actually at peace with anything... 
you have to have accepted something for a long time until you get to that point where you are actually at peace with it. This kind of, yeah, this kind of maybe like this kind of, you know, this, this, if you're just trying to intellectualize it of going, okay, my body's getting older and I'm not functioning as well anymore. And you're trying to sort of intellectualize it. Like that's, that's the first thing that you need to do. But then there's this aspect of it where you just have to, when you, you do that more, you intellectualize it a little bit more and then you do start to accept it a little bit more. And the more that you accept it, the more, the more easy that process becomes. But, the actual peace that may come about through it that's that will that will take time that will take a lot of acceptance um so it's i think it's something that you have to that you have to really just have a lot of patience with as well to get to the point of peace you do need a fair bit of patience um and also I, I maybe uh, uh, an alternate way to do that as well is that well, okay, something like you know old age and you know old age uh, and these kinds of things that come along and sickness that comes along, but there's there's other aspects of it that are much better as well that you can recollect to sort of you know maybe lift your mind up a little bit, you know uh, I, I you know uh, I'm not so smart but I I I feel like I'm I'm getting a little bit wiser with age as well. I'm feeling like I'm a little bit more appreciative to different things in life. Um you know when I was younger I did a lot of I did like a lot of stupid things and I you know I I did reckless things because I had too much strength and I had too much energy and I had too much of you know, sort of everything. And you know it caused me to do dumb things and uh so you know, now that I'm a bit older, my you know my maybe my body's not as you know my body's not as uh, you know, healthy, strong as it once was. I, I can't do all those things anymore, so I don't put myself in those silly situations. And I've learned something from that as well. I'm a little bit wiser. I'm a little bit more patient with these things. So there's that aspect as well, where you can again you can be grateful for some of these things. Again, the body's. It's getting older. It's changing. It's getting sicker. It's aching. It's you know. It's it's cracking. It's doing all these things. It's again. It's teaching you about dukkha. It's teaching you about the first noble truth. So again, you can be grateful for your body that it is actually getting old, and it's and it's it's giving you like warning signals of you need to practice. You know, you need to accept this. You need to. You need to, you know, you know, this is something you need to face. So I think I think if you can sort of, you do that where you, you're just patient with it, you try to sort of rationalize about it and you accept it over a long period of time, that's when it, that's what will get you to peace. But then you can do those other things as well where you try to actually be grateful for some of the good things about it as well. Mm, there's one for us to ponder on. Thank you. Um, the last question tonight uh, it's in two parts I'll just read them both out uh, thanks for guiding me to reflect upon the past in a positive way how can I apply this gratitude to building up trust around me I mean we were taught not to talk to strangers yep. while I can realize 
so many assistance, so much assistance I have received from people around me, including mm. these strangers. Mm. So how do I, I think, um, does that, is that clear, Ajahn? You'd like me to read it again? Yeah, can you just read it again? Yeah, so yeah. in I all, think it's I've got a, it, but yeah. Um, how can I, uh, um, thank you for guiding me to reflect upon the past in a positive way. Yep. How can I apply this gratitude to building up trust around me? We were taught not to yep. talk to strangers, mm. but I can remember so many instances, so much assistance I've received mm. from people around me, including mm. strangers. Mm. Yeah, it's... There's... There's something about it where you... You do have to take a bit of a risk. And you do have to open yourself up in some ways... Um, you know, not, not all, you know, not all things that you open yourself up to will be good. Um, not every stranger that you talk to will be nice. Not every stranger you talk to will be helpful, but you'll, what you'll find is most of the time, you know, the, the greater majority of people actually do have goodwill and good intention for you. So a lot of it is about sort of opening up and sort of facing your fear around that you're facing that fear of I don't want to open up and let people help because I'm worried that they'll hurt me that's a, a huge barrier of resistance that actually causes a lot of suffering for ourselves and we we miss out a lot in life because we do that so if we can start to notice when we are having that resistance come up of you know not wanting to let uh, you know, anybody in, not wanting to let anybody help, not wanting to let you know not wanting to let our guard down because we think we'll get hurt. You know, you if you can notice that happening, you can try to sort of sometimes you sort of you actually actively have to push against it and actively have to go. Okay, now I'll just I'll sort of let this. I'll let this person help me or or you know I'll open myself up for somebody to actually help me and that's not going to work all the time it's you know you're going to try to do it you're going to try to open up and you know sometimes you're sort of going to you know okay nobody's going to be there nobody's going to help you're going to open your open yourself up for somebody to try to help you and they they're, they're not going to be so nice to you but what you will likely find though is people will be kind to you and help you more often than not there might be there might be a small percent of the time where it doesn't work out but the greater majority of the time it does and i think it's because we're sort of afraid that we miss out on this greater majority of the time and we just think back to the times where we did get hurt by someone because we opened up to them those 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 instances where we, we did get hurt by someone that sort of like sticks with us but those small kindnesses that people show to you they, that you sort of you do forget that a lot so if you can actually open yourself up you you get more information about people being kind and generous and helpful to you so the you know the as I said, the thing you have to try to do is just notice if you're having that resistance, you're having that fear there of wanting to open up and let anybody help you. Try to push back against that 
a little bit, you know, just talk, you know, talk to somebody like in the street. I, I do it all the time. I just, you know, like I, I go for walks around here and everybody's got masks on and every, it's, it's weirder now everybody's got masks on, but I, I try to just walk past and say hello to people, everyone. It's, and you get a lot of, like, you get a lot of strange looks, they sort of, you know, grumpily look at you or, you know, or yank their dog away from you or yank their children away from you or whatever. But it's, yeah, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's only like, you know, two people out of 20. You know, the other 18 people are really, really nice. So just, you know, you can try that. You just walk down the street. Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? How? You know, it's, it's, it's harder in a busy place, but, you know, you can, you can do it. And it's, these, are, these are some of the small things that you can start to do. You know, you walk into a shop, you know, say something nice to the, the baker or whoever it is. You know, just do these, do these small things. And these are the small incremental practice things that you do that when that when you do face something a little bit more challenging, it becomes a lot easier for you because you've practiced these, you've practiced these things. So, yeah, you know, you know talk to the guy, pat their dog, you know, do all those things. Uh, yeah, just, just, yeah, yeah, that's a good thing to do. Right. Thank you so much, Ajahn. Uh, that was the last question. We just have a few comments just to relay that uh, the person who asked about um, aging, and illness and loss of functioning has replied, thank you for this online meditation and Dhamma teaching. These online opportunities are making a difference here. Uh, yes, loss of functioning has increased mindfulness. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm losing a lot of functioning as well. You, you have to move slow and mindfully now. It's, so it, yeah, it's increasing your mindfulness as well. So good point. Yeah. And... Uh, Thank you for the answering our questions. We are blessed to have you as our teacher. Many thanks. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Okay. Okay. All the best to everybody. Um, uh, again, uh, we have the teaching on Sunday morning at nine nine o'clock Melbourne. What's that? Is it's still Australian Eastern Daylight Time? Yeah, Australian Eastern Daylight Time. So uh, I have a teaching next Sunday morning and, a, and another meditation session uh, next Monday. So uh, with that, I wish you all the best, all the best in your practice and all the best in your life and hope things, hopefully things will be going well for you for the rest of the week. Okay, have a good week.